Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right. Um, we are going to talk about I don't know. Okay, we're going to talk about a couple of my favorite dudes throughout the entire scripture, Elijah and Elisha. Um, So Elijah was first. He was a prophet assigned to Israel. The kingdom, uh, God's kingdom of Israel split into two kingdoms after Solomon died. Uh, They split into Israel, which was the northern kingdom, and Judah was the southern kingdom. And uh, in Judah is where Jerusalem was. The northern kingdom of Israel, um, one of the kings made a city, founded a city called Samaria. That became the capital of Israel. Um, and so God's command to the Israelites before the kingdom split in two, when they first took over and made the kingdom of Israel was that they had to worship and sacrifice in Jerusalem. So when the the kingdom split, the, the, uh, Northern kingdom they were mad at the southern kingdom. They didn't want to go down there and worship. They didn't want to go to Jerusalem. They held a grudge. And so Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, came up with the brilliant idea that he would make uh, their, their place to worship in Bethel. Uh, he made a couple of golden calves for them to go worship. He said they were Yahweh. And uh, and basically, oh, and the other thing he did was uh, he made priests and just whoever, he, whoever wanted to become priests, whoever paid him enough money. I don't know what the stipulation was, but God said only the, the Levites that were in the line of Aaron were allowed to be priests. And Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, he just made whoever, he made anybody a priest. And uh, so God was pretty upset with them. And then the following kings after him just kind of continued with that same deal as he was doing because it says, 
Well, I assume this is what it means when the Bible it continuously says whenever a new king comes in that they continued in the way and the, they continued in the sin of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. And the only thing I can come up with is that means that they continued on with this this the fake temple at Bethel, these golden calves, these making just anybody a priest. So, um, Elijah was the prophet of the northern kingdom of Egypt, and every king was wicked, and uh, not Egypt, Israel. I don't think they, like, the southern kingdom of Judah, every once and again, they would have a good king that followed the precepts and the commands of God. Israel, the northern kingdom, every one of their kings was jacked up. Every one of them. I don't think there was one good one. Um, so anyway, Elijah was the prophet to that kingdom. He, um, he started out... I don't remember which king he started his uh, his career under his his ministry. I believe they call it, but um, he has a lot of famous run-ins with Ahab. So Ahab was a, a really famous king. There's a lot of stories. He was the one that was married to Jezebel, which may be even more famous than him. I believe she was certainly smarter than him, but, um, so Elijah, God assigned him to be a prophet to Israel under this wicked king. Uh, God gave Elijah the power to shut up the skies for three and a half years. Elijah prayed that the skies be shut up and a great dearth came upon Israel. That means that a famine, there was no rain, there was no crops growing, and they got really hungry. And uh, that's what happens, you know, when you go against God, you follow your own, you follow Baal, you follow your own little golden calves, and you make your own priests. This is what happens in your life. You're going to get hungry. It's not going to rain on your fields. Your crops ain't going to get no rain. Anyway, so um, Ahab knew that Elijah did this. Elijah said, hey, you know, you're not going to get any rain because you're listening to your wife. Your uh, Jezebel, was she was a strong follower of Baal. She was killing. She was going so far as to killing the prophets of Yahweh. And, uh, and she was a Baal follower. So so that's why Elijah shut up the skies. Well, God shut up the skies. And um, so Ahab was hunting down Elijah. He wanted to arrest him. He was going to kill him. He, he, him and his, his wife Jezebel were very upset. And uh, so he couldn't find him. Elijah went to go live with a widow woman. And it's also a very famous story. 
he, God sent him to this widow. And since there's this famine in the land, everybody's hungry. She only had, she was a poor widow, just her and her son. She had only enough bread for one more meal. And she, Elijah came up to her and he said, excuse me, ma'am, uh, you have any food I can eat? And she's like, no, man, I don't have no food. I got a little bit. Me and my son are fixing to eat. And then we're just going to kill over and die. And he said, okay, fine. He said, well, first make me some food. And, uh, and it shows her faith because she did it. She went, she knew, she must have perceived that he was a man of God. So in faith, she, and she was a, um, she was, uh, not, not an Israelite. She was, uh, I forget what her ethnicity was, but she was not an Israelite. So she, she went in there and made with the last of her flour and oil made some tortillas for Elijah to eat. And then she miraculously had enough left over to make some tortillas for her and her son to eat. So they were all three able to eat. And then the miraculous part of the story is it continued on like that. Every day they had enough to, uh, to fill up on tortillas, I guess. So, um, after three and a half years, I guess, uh, God thought that was enough time for the Israelites to kind of, for their lesson to start sinking in. So he sent Elijah to go have a contest with the prophets of Baal. Um, Jezebel had four, Jezebel and Ahab had 400 prophets of Baal. And um, Elijah told Ahab, gather up all these, all these uh, demon witch prophets, bring them down, and we're going to see who's the real God, Baal or the Lord. So Ahab gets them, and I don't know where Jezebel was during all this. She must have been on vacation. She was, uh, she was from Lebanon. It wasn't called Lebanon back then. Oh, Sidon. She was from Sidon. She was a Sidonian. And that's present-day Lebanon. So, anyway, she was probably up there seeing her family, you know, on vacation. So, um, these 400 prophets come down, and Elijah tells, and many of you probably know this story. Elijah told them to, uh, to make an altar and put a cow on it and cut it up into pieces. However they did it, they had certain, uh, uh, ways that they made these sacrifices. They cut them up into portions, I believe. So they prepared their sacrifice and, um, and the, the rules were their God had to light the sacrifice on fire. They could not do it themselves. So they danced around, they, they did their incantations, cast their spells, they screamed and hollered for Baal to light their cow on fire, they, it says they even, part of their, their, their demonic, uh, incantations was they cut their own self. They got these knives and they would cut, I think it was their forehead, and let blood run down into their face. They thought it was very cute, I guess. 
So they're dancing around with the bloody face and cut up head and they're begging their fake demon god Baal to light their cow on fire. And they did it all day. Elijah started getting, uh, started getting cute with it and started making fun of them. If they're dancing around all bloody and Elijah starts busting out with, oh, maybe you just need to holler louder because maybe Baal's asleep or possibly he's on vacation. Maybe he, he's on vacation up in Sidon with Jezebel. Um, so he's making fun of them. They're dancing around looking as they would look. And uh, finally they gave up. And so now it's Elijah's turn. And they had a bunch of Israelites watching all this because Elijah told the Israelites, look, man, God is tired of you guys serving both Baal and the Lord. You're only allowed to serve your, the Lord. You can't be serving two gods. You can only serve the Lord. This was their problem throughout history. It's, it's um, our problem in America. We're serving both we're serving all these other gods, all these idols, and we're still claiming to be Christians. We're serving our own pleasures. We're serving the, what we see in the mirror. We're serving our own wants, our needs. And the whole time, we're professing that we're serving the Lord. And when the Lord is a second thought on Sundays and Wednesdays, if even then, if even then, so anyway, they were similar to Americans. <clears throat> so Elijah said, look, today you're going to choose. You're going to see who the real God is. So Elijah cut up his cow, put it up on the altar. And just for extra emphasis, to just really bring home the fact that the Lord is the Lord, he told him to pour water all over the altar and the cow. They poured water. He said, pour again. They poured more water. He said, pour again, like four times. He, the thing was soaked, all the wood. They put wood under it that they would light on fire. It was soaked, everything soaked. They said there were big puddles of water. <coughs> Elijah, he, there was no uh, real big ceremony, no dancing around. He went up there. He said, now, God, show them who you are. And boom, uh, fire came down from heaven. The thing burned up. Even the rocks burnt up. There was nothing left of this thing. And so back then, you know, if you were uh, deemed to be a false prophet, like you said, you spoke for the Lord and you were deemed to be a liar, they would kill you. You would get stoned. So after all of Baal's prophets dancing around and then the Lord uh, did his part and vaporized the altar and the cow and everything, Elijah turned around and said, look, man, all of these 400 fake prophets got to go. And they slaughtered them, took out all 400 of them. <clears throat> okay, um... I'll pick the rest of this up on the next, uh, next time. Peace out.
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.